Hey, hey, welcome to the weekly huddle with Shibs, where I bring you weekly Bitcoin adoption news and interviews from experts in the space. Uh, this week, we get to celebrate Satoshi Nakamoto's birthday, the creator of Bitcoin. Um, whether it be him or her, uh, a group of people, we don't really know. Um, but what we do know is there's some awesome lore and there's also some meaning behind his birthday. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after this. This week was Satoshi Nakamoto's birthday on April 5th. Happy birthday, Satoshi. Thank you for everything that you've done. You've created a wonderful tool for liberty, freedom, and fairness. And uh, all of us appreciate you, uh, particularly for staying synonymous um, and uh, allowing this protocol to grow to what it is now and what it is going to be. Um, Anita Posh, a very popular uh, Bitcoiner working on um, freedom tools and bringing education to the global south says, Happy birthday, Satoshi Nakamoto. Bitcoin's creator listed their birthday as April 5th, 1975. Um, and a little bit behind the lore is that this is the same date as Executive Order 6102 was signed into play by President Roosevelt in 1933. It forbade the hoarding of gold. Um, and Satoshi definitely left a message uh, for us with this. And there's uh, this post itself shows the actual executive order and it says, on or before May 1st, 1933, all gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates uh, now owned by them to a Federal Reserve Bank branch or agency to any member bank of the Federal Reserve. Uh, basically saying, uh, turn in your gold. Um, and what's interesting is um, this flight to hard money or to a better money continues to happen um, when we see money begin to devalue and governments begin to take um, basically take advantage of uh, the money printer. Uh, and in 1971, when we officially got on our fiat system here, no longer backed by gold, um, we've seen gold actually appreciate, I think something like 4,000% uh, since 1971 uh, against the dollar. Um, and so uh, things like this we see uh, get put into play by governments trying to prevent uh, hoarding or the flocking to harder money. Um, and we, I think we've even seen this in some of the hyperinflating economies that try to cut off the off ramps to the US dollar or other uh, more stable currencies. Uh, particularly, I remember Turkey saying um, that no one was able to basically trade in their Turkish lira for dollars anymore, uh, trying to prevent people from escaping me. Um, so thank you, Satoshi, for creating a hard money that is open and permissionless that anybody uh, can frankly opt into uh, as long as they've got an internet connection. And some people that don't even have internet connections are able to get their hands on Bitcoin as well. In line with uh, this discussion about governments uh, preventing their people from uh, opting out of the current monetary system into a harder money system. Uh, Suli, one of the Lebanese Bitcoiners we had on the other week, 
if you haven't seen that episode, check that out. It's pretty mind mind blowing. Um, but he posted this. Uh, it's kind of a busy chart, uh, but we'll briefly go over it. Essentially, this chart is a chronological overview of government's interventions, bans, and restrictions in the global gold market. Um, and it says the cyclical nature of history reveals the perpetual dance of governments meddling in the gold markets. Despite being a historically reliable form of money, gold falls short in censorship resistance, uh, meaning that uh, it's normally centralized. Uh, and so governments are able to um, prevent people from using it or getting into it. Um, the portability, meaning that in particularly in today's space, it does not move over the internet. Uh, it's heavy. Uh, it's costly to move around. Uh, divisibility, if you've got a gold bar and somebody and you're trying to buy a cup of coffee, uh, you're not going to melt it down into a small piece of gold to pay for that coffee. Um, in that same line of thoughts, the divisibility, um, you can't divide it into unlimitedly small pieces. Uh, and counterfeit risk, right? There's a fool's gold and a bunch of other, um, um, I think we've seen uh, recently some gold bars that were, um, you know, there's some other compounds that weigh similarly. Um, and so there's ways to fake that. Um, and so it says, embrace the revolution of money, embrace Bitcoin. And we go and we look all the way back to 14 AD uh, with ancient Rome, with gold and silver hoarding. Tiberius enforced strict regulation to prevent hoarding and private accumulation of gold and silver to maintain the stability of the Roman currency. Um, and we see England in 1663 with the great uh, recoinage and restriction on gold payments, where England uh, introduced the gold guinea coin to stabilize the currency, but later suspended gold payments, forcing citizens to use paper money instead. Um, uh, and famously, what we just discussed, Executive Order 6102 in 1933 uh, and the and the gold reserve. Uh, excuse me, the Gold Reserve Act in 1974, where the U.S. government criminalized gold possession, nationalized gold holdings, and devalued the dollar. Um, and we see this go all the way through um, uh, onto 2021 uh, and so on uh, from different countries. And so uh, what I would say is, you know, um, Bitcoin has some properties that make it um, censorship resistant and more difficult for governments to enforce rules uh, like these that we've seen in history. But that being said, I, I, I think we're probably in uh, and we've seen it in, in China and some of these other countries, um, Nigeria being another one where they try to outright ban Bitcoin. Um, and so I think that we'll, we'll see this, you know, and it's potential in the U.S. depending on, um, you know, which leaders we have in place and, and, and who actually understands Bitcoin and the properties uh, and who's embracing it and who's not, where they might um, make it illegal to hold or, or try to confiscate it or something. Um, but it has these inherent properties that make it very difficult to regulate like that. Um, and I think, um, you know, the... Uh, game theory for nation-state adoption um, pushes these countries to make better decisions regarding Bitcoin than uh, perhaps what they have with gold over over the past. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
So this was some news that was stirring around the internet uh, all week, which was kind of exciting. Um, I'm really big into Easter eggs, and I think a lot of uh, the people in the cryptography world uh, and Bitcoin are as well. Uh, one, one show that comes to mind is Ready Player One, if you haven't seen it, uh, which has some monster Easter eggs uh, left in it. It's a whole movie about video games and um, you know, kind of a, a metaverse, uh, let's say, where there's Easter eggs kind of left all over the place uh, where everybody's trying to find the creator's uh, stash um, and, and their riches. Um, but similar to that, the Bitcoin white paper has been found hidden in every modern copy of the Mac operating system. Um, so somebody posted uh, this article here that says, while trying to fix my printer today, I discovered that a PDF copy of Satoshi Nakamoto's Bitcoin white paper apparently uh, shipped with every copy of Mac OS uh, since 2018. I've asked a dozen Mac user friends to confirm and it was there for every one of them. The file is found in version Mac OS from the Mojave uh, 10.2. 14.0 to the current version um, now. Uh, so if you're on a Mac, open the terminal and type the following command, which is posted here. Or if you're on a Mac OS uh, 10.14 or later, the Bitcoin PDF should be uh, immediately open in preview. Um, so this is kind of interesting and there's lots of speculation as you can imagine buzzing around, right? People uh, believing, you know, we know that Tim Koch took we we know that tim cook owns bitcoin um so there's speculation now that perhaps uh apple is you know uh planning on integrating with bitcoin or that uh perhaps they have it on their working to have it on their balance sheets um and you know all types of wild speculation uh, and all i can say is if i had to put a thought to it I would say that there's probably just some programmers uh, that um, you know are, are doing the the programmer type of thing uh, and being a little naughty and leaving Easter eggs here and there. And uh, all Bitcoiners kind of like to leave uh, leave their mark and leave their notice. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this was just something that one of the one of the programmers hid. Uh, in the operating system. In other more direct adoption news, Switzerland's fifth largest bank, Post Finance, launches a Bitcoin trading and custody service uh, to 2.5 million of their customers. Um, so again, another bank getting into Bitcoin, uh, another Swiss bank getting into Bitcoin, uh, which is big uh, as the on-ramps uh, would, you know, we continue to see the, the more non-traditional on-ramps into assets like uh, cryptocurrency exchanges such as Binance, um, Paxful actually just closed, which we're really sad uh, to see happen. Um, so Ray Youssef is doing his best to make sure that everybody gets their funds back there. Um, uh, Coinbase is having regulatory trouble. All these, uh, all these crypto exchanges are having a hell of a time um, with regulation. Uh, while all of these banks are now beginning to custody and, and service customers with these crypto assets and Bitcoin. Um, so, you know, some might say, hey, this is probably something uh, the government is, is trying to push or, you know, and picking favorites. 
uh, and trying to keep the banks ahead of these crypto exchanges. Um, but uh, who, who knows what's going on there? But regardless, uh, great news. Great to see mainstream companies coming into this and offering these services. And in similar surface level kind of news is uh, Bugatti, the iconic luxury brand, uh, announces the limited edition collection of the Bitcoin inscriptions. Um, so inscriptions, if you don't know, are kind of like NFTs um, that are um, on the Bitcoin blockchain. And so they must have jumped on that pretty quick and said, hey, who, who can make us some inscriptions? Um, there's been some controversy with uh, inscriptions and the amount of um, data basically that they use on the blockchain or, or the weight uh, of the blocks. So they're basically creating some clutter uh, in the mempools. Um, but obviously, um, you know, the Bitcoin uh, mechanics and kind of uh, free market seem to seem to play out. So uh, I, I would imagine we see some of these um, less kind of important things kind of clear out as it becomes too expensive uh, to make certain transactions and, you know, NFTs or something like that when, um, you know, the Bitcoin blockchain is being used primarily as a, a source of money. But if somebody's willing to pay, inscript all you want. It is uh, the blockchain and protocol is open uh, for everybody to use in ways that they are able to. So um, anyways, Satoshi, uh, if you're still out there, we don't know if you're around or not. Um, if, if you're watching all this stuff happen, like congratulations, you've created something uh, wonderful that will hopefully transcend all of us uh, and be something that our grandchildren will still be uh, holding on to and talking about and, and using as a daily currency. Um, but thank you for all your work on this project. It's a great project. It's obviously sparked my interest. I hope it's sparking uh, my listeners' interests. Um, and to all the listeners out there, if you have any questions or if you ever want to get in contact with me, please feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm always happy to talk Bitcoin and shop with anybody. Um, so thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And we'll see you next week.